We are about ready to conclude Season 1. It's Michael Babcock and another Sunday story. Powered by Libsyn, the largest podcast host and distribution network since 2004. Libsyn.com In today's Sunday story, you're going to learn how I got started online. What my first experiences with internet marketing opportunities were and what I did beforehand. Hey, hey, welcome back. This is Michael Babcock, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen to today's podcast. I want to talk with you about how I got started online. Now, if you've followed me in the past, you might already hear this story. So that's all I'm really covering on today's Sunday story. If you're looking for some new content, check out tomorrow's Monday Motivation, where I'll talk about three ways that Facebook ruined my motivation without me even knowing it. You're going to love that content. Once again, I'll publish that actually later on today. I know, it's not Sunday. If you're watching the dates or you're a regular subscriber of mine, you know that today's actually getting posted on Monday. My bad. We're experimenting with a few different things, and honestly, I lost track of time and didn't get things done the way that I should have. But here in a couple of hours, you're also going to get your Monday motivation. Once again, today we're talking about three ways that Facebook ruined my motivation without me even knowing it. So for those of you who don't know, I got started online after... Check the show notes for information about getting access to the episode I'm about to mention. But back in 2010, I started working for a company that took calls for Sprint Wireless. That's where I met my wife. Check out if you don't want creepy blind people texting you. You shouldn't have your number on Facebook. I'll link to it in the show notes. But I moved to Montana and took calls for Bank of America for a little while in Montana and dealt with some family stuff. In 2012, I moved back to Oregon and applied at the same call center to take calls for Sprint. I was offered the job and excited to get started. However, the night before I was supposed to start, I received a phone call from the site manager. The individual told me, unfortunately, Michael, we know you're supposed to start in the morning, but because of some changes in the software that Sprint uses, we can't allow you to start. Honestly, I was a bit hurt and didn't know what to do with myself. I got frustrated with the fact that I was discriminated against again. So I decided to reach out to the Alaska Center for the Blind and see if my application was still being considered there. Come to find out, it was, and they wanted to offer me the position as the Alaska Center for the Blind Assistive Technology and Braille Instructor. The week after the 4th of July, I moved to Alaska without a home to stay in, but a dream of being able to help a lot of blind individuals see that with the use of technology, they can do just about anything like I was able to. I didn't know where I was going to live, and for the time being, I was scheduled to stay at the center with other clients. This was great, except for the fact that I didn't have the separation of being able to go home after work. I didn't have that until about a week before what you're about ready to hear about. My fiance at the time, Mallory, was in Oregon helping her sister get ready for her wedding. I think she played some role in it. I don't even remember. Shh, don't tell her that I don't remember. This means that I was in Alaska on my own for a couple of months. Mallory didn't show up until the first week of September. The week Mallory showed up, we moved into our own place that I had found. Unfortunately, it wasn't the nicest place, and I remember we had to do a lot of cleaning for most of the week that we were there. Mallory arrived on a Sunday night. Friday came, and we went out and got the rest of the stuff set up for the house. Had a dinner and hung out at the mall. We went home a little late and slept in the next day. 
when both of us got up, our phones were dead. And when both of us got up, our phones were dead. And we weren't aware of what was going on. So I grabbed my phone and plugged it in. And Mallory plugged hers in. We started cooking breakfast. Mallory looked at her phone as I stepped outside for a cigarette. I was a smoker at the time. As I grabbed my phone off the counter, I realized I have a voicemail. And I'm checking that voicemail when I light my cigarette. My sister's voice comes through and I hear her sobbing. As I hear my sister sobbing, not realizing what's going on, I hear the beep. You know that beep. The beep that tells me that someone is calling. I switch over and realize that it's my sister, and she's still crying. I said, Amanda, I'm listening to your voicemail right now. I can call you right back. She said no. After she told me that she had found our mom dead in bed, I didn't know what I was going to do. Being the oldest of six kids, I knew I needed to be home, and I needed to be there to support my family. I called my supervisor that day, told her that I wasn't going to be at work on Monday, didn't know when I was going to be back. Started calling all the airlines. None of them had an available seat. Just so you know, don't have a family emergency on the very last day of tourism season in the state of Alaska. Booked the flight to get home first thing the next morning. Made it home to Montana that evening. Realized that I needed to be with my family. We're not promised tomorrow. And as my mentor's fond of saying, we're only leasing today. So I knew that I needed to be at home with my family and help support them. But the problem is to work at that call center that I originally had worked at, taking calls for Bank of America, the one that I worked at before I got discriminated against, I would have had to pay someone pretty much what I was making on a weekly basis to drive me back and forth. Okay, I'll admit it. And a little part of me didn't want to apply for the call center position because I was a bit afraid I was going to get discriminated against again. Therefore, I started seeking out work-from-home opportunities on my favorite classified site, Craigslist. I found an opportunity that allowed me to get paid to tell people like yourself about Fortune 500 companies' products and services. For each person who signed up for a free or low-cost trial offer, I got paid anywhere between $40 to $100. It was a great opportunity to be able to make a little bit of money and to be able to learn what I earned. In 2014, I got started with an organization that helped me learn about the possibilities of branding myself on the internet. 2015, I moved into working more on my own and building my own training platforms. In 2016, I'm doing a lot of content production like today. The point behind today's story is that you might not realize why you're starting a project when you're starting it or where you're going to go with a project. But if it's something that you need to start, take action. Today is Sunday. Well, Monday, but it's supposed to be Sunday. Four stories. Mondays we chat about motivation and Tuesdays is teachings. Oh man, I'm learning some fun stuff I want to share with you. Wednesdays all about WordPress and Thursdays, thriving with automation. Wow. Some of the things you can put the internet to work doing for you. Friday are fantastic interviews. Saturday are success tips. Tune in at yourownpay.com. Find us on iTunes. Stitcher, and Google Play Music. You're listening to Your Own Pay. Show notes and additional content available at yourownpay.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and most of your other favorite social media sites at Payo. Never stop being amazing.